Today, I could not be more excited to be at the Centre Court Presentation Gallery um, to introduce 199 Church with uh, our good friend today, Jason Lamb. Jason, thank you so much for taking the time. I couldn't be more excited to, to, to talk about 199 Church with you. Awesome. So uh, we are at 10 Mercer Street. Um, yeah. Just a few months ago, which feels like a lifetime ago, um, this place was full of hundreds of excited condo investors Absolutely. for uh, the launch of 55 Mercer. Mm -hmm. um, that was a huge success. Uh, and we'll talk about Center Court's success shortly, but obviously now with uh, everything going on and the social distance, in, uh, and, um, it's going to be a very different experience this time. Um, so let's talk a little bit first about Center Court developments. Okay. Um, we always say when you're investing in new condos, buying new condos, you're buying uh, the developer is probably a big piece of that puzzle. Bigger um, than most people realize. Yeah. The in developer, terms of how yeah. they're going to execute and essentially take your hard-earned money and, and bring it to life. For sure. In, in a, you know, a realistic timeline. Yeah, and we've, we've talked uh, on camera a number of times. Many times. And uh, the center court story is, is so important. Um, I, uh, so on our end of the table, here's what, here's what we see and here's what our clients see and, and why our clients keep coming back to center court. Uh, it's, a, it's a company that's been around for 10 years. It's a company that builds faster than pretty much any developer in Toronto. Faster than any developer in Toronto, I think a lot of people will mm -hmm. argue. Uh, you de uh, develop when you say you're going to develop. You develop what you say you're going to develop. Uh, you have a very high customer satisfaction rate. Um, you build floor plans that are best in industry. Uh, you have amenities that are best in industry. You have lobbies that people love. Um, so there's so many pieces of the puzzle that our clients love, and but I'd love to hear about Centicot again from, from you. <laughs> oh boy, well listen, I think um, we've done a lot. We've been in the business for 10 years. This is our, our 10th year anniversary, and we've brought 14 buildings to market. 199 Church will be the 15th, so that's a building every you know, 1, 1.5 buildings a year. Uh, we've completed, or you know, we've, we've represented over 7,200 suites. And uh, the one thing that I realized very recently, and I think this is a, a message I shared about a year ago is you know the average downtown condominium project from the start of construction to completion takes around four and a half years on average, which is a long time. Mm -hmm. And our you know by the end of this year we will have completed nine buildings, and it will have taken us on average two point seven years. Wow. You know again it's just sort of executing, making sure we get to construction as soon as possible, and you know make sure that everyone's hard-earned money is put to use in a timely fashion. Because that would have allowed you to do is invest twice. Yep. Right. So sure. it's 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 um, it's no luck. And it's you know and the the buildings that you're building are complicated buildings. Yeah. I think back to Index. That's a complicated site in the yeah. middle of the financial district. Karma, yeah. um, Peter Street. Like these are not straightforward mid-rise buildings. These that, are high-rise buildings. Yeah. The average height is 41 stories. The average unit count is 518 units, and we're doing this in 32 months. Yeah, uh, which is you know, and the average is closer to fifty to fifty-two months. So the separation is 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 incredibly large, right? So it's just it's all about execution, and we've got an incredible team, uh, you know, really the best company in in the city. And part of that has to do with the fact that we're vertically integrated. So yes. all the fundamental pillars in development are all under one roof. And what we're do what that allows us to do is we've got this seamless process where everyone's collaborating in real time instead of waiting and waiting. Uh, so we do move very fast, as you know, uh, and I think that's one of the, the biggest strengths and that should give all of the buyers a ton of confidence. Vertically integrated, like you, you just said that as a throwaway comment, but uh, <laughs> I think it's important for 
investors to realize how rare that is in our industry, Correct. right? How many, you can probably count on one I hand. I think within one hand, you can count uh, the development companies that have all the pillars, which is construction, sales and marketing, customer care, uh, acquisition, development, um, all those elements under one roof is not easy. Usually people use different consultants yeah. and they don't necessarily align whether it's timeline, decisions, ideas, budget, any of that. So when you've got that under one roof, uh, you've got this cohesive machine, and which is, you know, again, the difference between Centercourt and yeah. anyone else. Uh, and again, I guess one thing I'm going to throw away in a comment is, you know, zero days in interim occupancy. Yes. Going straight to final closing, no phantom rent. So you add in 2.7 years on the dot instead of 4.5 plus another yeah, 6 plus to 8. Uh, it, it's a completely different machine. And I think, uh, you know, we want to continue to raise the bar in what we do. And I think we've, we've set the standard. Yeah, and, and I, I recall using these exact words in the last time we chatted, yeah. but I think Centercourt make very, very, very hard things look very, very, very easy. Like that, <laughs> the zero days occupancy is, yeah. is something that, you know, I don't know a single other developer that one. does it, right? As far as I know. Yeah, I, and we work with development exist. companies yeah. across the GTA, and it's not something that we see anywhere else. Yeah. Uh, you know, the, the time to construction, you know, very, very hard to do, but very it's something do. you guys do time after time after time. Um, the other thing that I really love about uh, Centercourt is sort of the, the, the amount of precision and time you guys take on uh, things like floor plans, mm -hmm. right? You guys are bugging us and uh, people on the ground about, okay, is, will the wall be better here or over here? Will, right. the, will this bathroom be better over here or over here? And that just, again, speaks to this sort of uh, really laser-focused yeah, precision on important parts of the building that are ultimately going to impact uh, how the investors are going to feel and the people eventually are going to live in the building. Right. Feel. Mm -hmm. So. For us, it's about designing from inside out. Yes. And we've identified what Church and Dunass is, who, you know, the demographics, the people that will be living in our building. Uh, and I believe that we've designed the perfect building for this neighborhood in particular, along with the amenity programming. So I think this aligns very well with the corridor. Yeah. Which is why I think a lot of your buyers are going to see so much value. It's, it's going to be a perfect fit in the neighborhood. And when we build this, you know, one of our most beautiful buildings we've ever brought to market, it's going to just match seamlessly in, into the community. So I think, uh, you know, we, we, we hit it spot on when, in terms of the unit mixes and the sizes and the price points. And I think uh, this is going to be one of the biggest success stories, you know, maybe in the history of our market. Amazing. Let's talk about the corridor. Okay. Um, one of the things that I love seeing is when, in a, in a marketplace that's full of marketing brand names of the condos, yeah. uh, when a developer is confident enough in the location to just lean in with the address, 199 Church. It doesn't have to be uh, you know, condos, it's right. 199 Church. Yes. And that address itself carries so much weight. Um, you know, you're a block from Young and Dundas, which is the heartbeat of Toronto. It uh, is a landmark. Yeah, it's an a landmark. institution, if you will. It is Toronto's uh, version of Times Square. Yeah. Um, you know, there's so many things about this location. I'm going to let you tell me about the location because you're <laughs> you're much more connected. You know, you guys have you know, blood, sweat, and tears in this right, project. So right. you tell us about what you love about this location. And well, we, you know, when you talk about AAA locations, when you talk about Toronto real estate, the Church and Young corridor is at the top of the list every time. Yeah. And, you know, Centercore has been there since day one. Mm -hmm. This would be our sixth development or building uh, or community in this corridor. And that's, yes. again, that's a ton of confidence in the area. But what a lot of other developers have done is they've followed us. 
as well, right? They followed our smart money and then also invested and poured a ton of money um, in developing condos in the node. And it's, it's very clear why. Mm -hmm. You're, again, like you said, we are 350 meters to Yang and Dundas Square, yeah. which inherently makes you 350 meters to Young uh, Dundas subway, subway station, right? And that's the epicenter of the city. Uh, and, and, you know, it's very logical because you're the one street east yeah. of Young. If you go one street west of Young, you've got powerhouses like Bay. Yeah. Then you've got University. Then yeah. you've got Spadina. Um, so it's natural that we go east. Um, but again, ultimately the area, why is everyone investing? Why is everyone following center court? Is the subway. You've got yeah. Ryerson University. You've got the financial district, which is around 550 meters away, all within walking distance. You've got the university health network. Yep. You've got the tech boom happening in the financial district and throughout the core. So you've got this diversification of anyone and everyone in any economic situation that you can now sort of rent to, resell yep. to. Um, so it's very dynamic in that sense, and, and that's not going to change. And everyone's going to continue to invest in, these, in this node just like we have. Yep. I mean, if you isolated each one of those bullet points, they're 20-minute videos on themselves. Absolutely. Right? Financial district. Powerhouse, second largest financial market in North America. Like yep. we, you know, I think the, one of the things that we do is we're so humble that we downplay what Toronto is. Oh, right? I, I, I say it all the time, right? When you're so close to it, yeah. you sort of don't realize what's going on. But it, the financial district is not just the financial district of Toronto. It's the financial district of Canada. Correct. Right? The, bank, the best bank jobs, the best legal firms, the yeah. best... Tech companies, accounting companies, yeah. like it's yeah. Tech companies are starting to take over. You're getting AAA brand new, you know, office towers, state of the art being developed there. And any company that that's a global company, a national company that's coming uh, to the GTA area, they're going to gravitate towards the core, yeah, right. Sure. Because where are they going to have the employees? Where are the talent? The talents in the core because they enjoy the lifestyle. And sure. again, they're high paying jobs. They're not just any jobs. Uh, so they're the best jobs. We've got about a half, over half a million jobs in the downtown core today, and that's going to skyrocket, mm -hmm. and we won't be able to keep up uh, with residential units. So I think one of the things that people, the misconceptions is they see lots of cranes, yeah. but they don't see the amount of immigration and migration within the country coming into the city. You don't see it. Well, the, the cranes are the supply side of the equation. Correct. Right? It's the demand side of the equation that is continuously outpacing the supply, and that's what we're seeing. There. And you can't build it overnight. Yeah. You know, we already know there's a, there's a crisis, there's a sort of, a, there's not enough product. Yeah. And so for a developer like Centercourt to say, okay, well, let's, let's get product to the market and the city's going to approve it. You know, it's not taking us 12 months. It's not taking us six months. It's taken us multiple years to bring just 400 units to the yeah. market. Uh, and that applies to every other developer. And they're taking a little bit longer on average. So, it, you know, it's really quite unmeetable. Yeah. Uh, and it'll continue to be so as we are just such an incredible economic powerhouse, melting pot, yeah. you know, foodie city. Like there's just so many elements to Toronto that make it so dynamic and it's really quite timeless. You can't compare it to anything or anyone else. Yeah. Uh, we are in our own sort of tier right now. Amazing. You mentioned the word crisis. That transitions very nicely to Ryerson University who yeah. are in a housing shortage crisis. Yeah, um, so it's my to, favorite part. Talk to us about Ryerson. Uh, well, Ryerson University, as we all know, is one of the fastest growing universities in Before Canada. Before you go on to Ryerson, how okay. close are we to Ryerson? Good question. We are 100 meters away from, from campus. So Amazing. essentially at your doorstep. Yeah. You could probably throw a baseball 
And you could throw a baseball. I, uh, I mean, it will roll there, <laughs> yeah. you know, eventually. Um, but that's how close we are. Yeah. And at our doorstep, we've got this major institution in the downtown core. And that's important because they're not going to spend their resources to build student accommodations in such expensive real estate. Yeah. Right? You're in the downtown core of, you know, the country, essentially, and in a lot of ways. So you've got 45,000 students uh, that attend Ryerson University. And the story is there's 1,700 beds, which is 3.8%. Yeah. Meaning that there's 96% of the students that where they have to live off campus. Mm -hmm. I give you half of them live at home. That's still a big number. You're still in the 20,000s that are depending on the private sector. Right? So again, to accommodate 43,000 students, we'd have to build 89 of our buildings, which is never going to happen. Yeah. And Ryerson's certainly not going to do that. So they benefit greatly because, you know, through this because they don't have to do that. We're depending on your condo buyers as the landlord. Yeah. And the beauty about Ryerson is that, look, it's a never-ending rental pool. And in, and in good times and in bad times, people are going to school. Yeah. And they continue to set the standard. They're opening up the law school. Yeah. Right? They are, they've got the DMZ, which no one talks about, which is you know, this sort of digital media zone. It's, it's the world's number one business, tech business incubator in the world. Um, you know, and they've raised, I think, hundreds of millions of dollars. Again, no one talks about these things. But, um, but it, it's, it's an institution, and it's going to grow. Like, their mandate is to be the largest university in Canada. Yeah. And they're doing it you know, very well. But let's isolate the international community, where you've got 5,700 students who are not from here. Mm -hmm. you know, what do their parents want them to be? They want them to be as close to campus as possible, as safe as possible. Um, so what does that leave you? you know, we'd have to build, I think, 12 of our buildings just to accommodate the international students yeah. uh, that need to live uh, as close as possible, that have to rent. Um, so the story is, is just, that in itself is incredibly powerful. Uh, and then when you layer on all the other you know, exciting points, which yeah. I'm sure we're going to get to, it, it just puts together the right story, the right opportunity that is going to diversify your clients, you know, their, yeah. their headspace, and make sure that they're comfortable. One of the things I love about the Ryerson tenant pool is that every unit type is great for this tenant pool. Uh, whether it's a one-bedroom for a student who lives on their own, yep. or you've got the two-bedrooms who, who, who co-live, yep. uh, even the three-bedrooms, three people in a, in a space. That's right. It makes every unit type desirable yep. all of a sudden, right? For the different tiers. Yeah, right? exactly. you've got You've got the students that are undergrads. You've got the students that are in their graduates, yep. and they've kind of grown up, and they, don't, they want to be on their own. For sure. Um, and I think, look, living with roommates is sort of the right of, right of, it's yep. a rite of passage, right? That's what you want. You don't want to be alone. Um, and it's, it's, it's part of the experience. So the opportunity here is, is there's a massive shortage. Yep. You can cash in on that uh, or you, know, you can take advantage of that opportunity. And that shortage is never going to go away, yep. ever. Um, so I think that's, that in itself, as I mentioned, is, is just such a powerful message. For sure. We talked about the financial district. Yep. Talked about the Ryerson. Um, we briefly touched on the subway access, but I, I do want to hit on that. Uh, for sure. Because, for sure. you know, again, church is 300 meters from Young Street. Um, so immediately you're uh, stone's throw from the Dundas subway. But you're also, because you're sort of sandwiched, uh, the Queen subway is right there. So you've got two, two subway lines. That's right. Um, we forget the connectivity already of, uh, sorry, the, uh, the Dundas streetcar. That's, That's right. at your doorstep. Yeah. Uh, so you want to go east-west, you can go east-west. Mm -hmm. So you're in this pocket that's immensely connected by transit. Yeah. Um, the subway is, is a huge draw for any landlord. It's, any it's buyer, one of any the tenant. key pillars of yeah. you know, 
our story, but it's one of the main priorities of those that invest, right? Because as our city continues to grow, the population increases, uh, affordability is, is, yeah. is heavily under fire, uh, people are going to prioritize public transportation. Yeah. Um, and that is timeless. That'll never change, right? It's not what I want. It's what can I afford? What's practical? Um, but yes, we're close to two subway stations, very close, within yeah. 350 meters to Young and Dundas and 550 meters to, to, to Young and Queen. But it's not just that. Now you've got a cross section, yeah. which we, you know, we, some other projects are talking about, which is the Ontario subway line, which has yes. been approved. Yeah. So now we've got, we're 550 meters away to a whole other subway system. Uh, and we know how exciting that is. So now you are, you went from one of the most connected to quite possibly the most connected. Yeah. Uh, and you can get anywhere in the city. So again, timeless. It's only yeah. going to be even more valuable in the future as our population increases uh, and the demand to be connected to this public transportation infrastructure increases. Yeah, I'm glad you brought up the Ontario line because uh, for those who don't know what the Ontario line it, it is, uh, is, it is the new subway line that is yeah. going to be developed downtown. And it's not an LRT. No, it's a subway. It's, it's a subway, 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 subway. That's right. Um, what I think is uh, sort of lends to the subway extension is just this growth of the east side. Mm -hmm. uh, you mentioned the Church Street Corridor um, exploding in the last few years. Jarvis has become a very, very important street mm -hmm. uh, in the last few years. Uh, but as this subway is developed as well, we're starting to see all these other development pockets on the east side. Right. Right, so we've always had the west side, but now the east is really get not you know it's it's exploding in a way that I think even the west side will be jealous of. <laughs> right, there's got so much so much yeah. happening. Right, you've got yeah. you've, you've got, got expansions from the financial district as well, right? Yeah, because exactly. the financial district is sort of not landlocked, but they're in a bit of a tough situation again, and there's you're starting to see them seep east a lot more. Yeah, they're, I mean, they're gravitating Google, towards exactly. Google just Church, announced Jarvis. Their, um, yeah. their, their brand new. Uh, headquarters go, go just out south of, of us. Yep, just south. Yeah. So we're seeing that in real time, and you know we're not. We're seeing the biggest companies, the biggest of the biggest of the biggest Absolutely. companies, set up shop um, to attract the best of the best of the best um, to work in their places, and yeah. and this is sort of all coming together in this location. So financial district, Ryerson University, subways, subway. Um, you know, th and then you know we could do a laundry list of everything else that you're uh, connected to. Eaton Center, the the hospital network, yeah. of, you know, the best hospitals again, not in Toronto, in Canada. Mm -hmm. Research networks, right. um, incubators, like there is a laundry list of things that are at your doorstep right. at this location. And there's a reason um, we're highlighting that this is the most connected address. Right. You border everything. Yeah. There's nothing you don't border, and I think that's the versatility is what's key because when you're going to go find a tenant, you don't have to go look for a tenant. They're going to yeah. come look for you and they're going to line up and they're going to say, I'm a doctor, I'm a nurse, I'm in tech, I, I'm a you know, professor, I'm a this, that and the other, I'm a lawyer. And I think that gives you the ability to now choose your tenant. Yeah. And when you have that strength, when you have that ability, you know, that puts you in a very strong position uh, you know, when, it, when it comes to making sure that your, yeah. your future is being sort of uh, well taken care of. We've seen it with... <laughs> grid condos, we've seen it with 411 Church, we've seen it with core condos. Uh, and the tenant pool in these buildings is so diverse. We, we're borrowing from, we've got people from the financial district, we've yeah. got people from the St. Michael's hospitals, or, yeah. uh, we've got people from Ryzen. So UFP, everything. UFP, everything. So yeah. we're talking about all this now because we've been through it already and we know the people that are renting in these buildings and we know what is, is attractive to them and we know what um, 
sweet mixes are attracted to them. And so we're talking about this from an experience point of view. You're very right. And, that, and again, we, we experience that too, which is why we program the buildings that we do from an amenity, amenity perspective and the layout. So you couldn't have been more right. Yeah. Awesome. Was there anything else on the location that, that we can... Actually, there was one more thing. I, I always love these renderings that you guys do. Mm -hmm. um, it was a very similar rendering for uh, 55, yeah, uh, 55 Mercer. Yeah, we kind of... And, you know, if, 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 for somebody to get a, a very quick snapshot of where this is and what it's surrounded by... Yeah. You know, young this, and Dundas Square. Yeah, it's uh, Young and Square, the financial CN district, Tower. CN Tower, um, Aura. Uh, so all of these important landmarks of Toronto. Like, Absolutely, it's right there. You're you're where everyone wants to be, and you know one of our you know Shalini always made a great point that I love, which is you open up any brochure, any real estate brochure, and what do they do? They immediately talk about how many minutes, how yeah. many stops, how many kilometers to drive to get to the core. Because it always gets back to the core. Yeah. You don't have to do that here. You're there. You're in the heart of everything. You're as diversified as they come. Um, so when you are able to show an image like this and you can see all the major landmarks, um, you know, I think that if that doesn't sort of resonate with you and tell you exactly what the opportunity is and, and how great the location is, you know, then, I, then I think you need to do a little bit more research. Uh, but it really is the key pillar, the key strength sure. of, our, of our project. Awesome. So let's talk about 199 Church. Let's do it, yeah. Um, one of the important messages right out the gate has been um, a large chunk of the suites are going to be in a really nice sweet spot that uh, investors are excited about. And that's 50% of the suites are going to be below 650000 That's right. Um, a lot of that comes from very, very efficient, amazing floor plans. Uh, but talk to us, talk to us about the, that, that part of it. Well, yeah, I mean, I think we, we've been monitoring the market. I think there's no one as sort of in tune with the market than us. Um, and we identify that there's a huge segment in the market that's looking for affordability. Mm -hmm. And when you look at resale, you know, and you compare us to our price points, which you'll see soon, you'll see that we're very close. In fact, this may be the closest you ever get to resale prices in the pre-construction realm. Um, but having those efficient floor plans will allow us to get this really incredible price point uh, because we're sort of going into an age where it's not, again, not about what I want, it's what can I afford. And affordability is becoming that sort of, it's a, it's a, it's a word that gets used a lot. Mm -hmm. um, and it's, it's getting to the point where it's becoming dire. So the, for us to have the ability to bring those price points in, to, to have two bedrooms in the, in the low eights, to have a three bedroom in the million, sub a million, um, that, that gives you a wild opportunity. Yeah. And it's just compare that to resale and you'll see right away. Um, and, and again, the floor plans really are the best floor plans uh, fit for the area. Yeah. So I wanted to, what I wanted to um, say is I think, I think context is always important. Um, I know you've done some work on the average price of a new condo in the core, yes. um, different buildings. Uh, and I'd love you to share how this building stacks up against uh, sort of some of the companies. Yeah. No, no. I'd love to. We, you know, downtown is, is, is not cheap. Yeah. And we took nine comparables that are all within walking distance to our site. Uh, very successful launches by some of the biggest developers in the city. Uh, and the average price point across those buildings is just under $900,000, right? And that's, that's a big number. Yeah. Uh, that shouldn't surprise anyone, but it's a big number. And when you, can, when you stack that up against us, we, our average price is $700,000, Amazing. That's a very big delta. Uh, and what that tells you is that we're just stacked with affordable options. And that is the perfect recipe 
to take advantage of because this doesn't happen every day. Yeah. You know, you're never going to have this delta, uh, and we recognize that as a developer. So the opportunity is there, the location is there, the developer brand is there, uh, the infrastructure is there. Um, there's really, like, again, I think if this doesn't resonate with you, uh, you know, you may not be buying real estate for a long time because it's, you know, this is one of those sort of no-brainer opportunities, and I think it's going to be one of the biggest success stories, you know, in our market today. I think so as well. Um, so tell us a bit about the building itself. Yeah. Give us the sort of bird's eye view, um, what to expect from 199 Church. Well, it's, again, I, I mentioned this earlier, but I think it's going to be one of the most beautiful buildings we bring to market that we've ever brought to market. Uh, it's 39 stories. We house 484 suites. Yeah. In better words, 489 opportunities, 84 yeah. opportunities. Uh, we've got incredible amenities, uh, again, that fit the demographic of the area very well. Shared co-working space, uh, indoor and outdoor amenities, 20,000 square feet in total. Um, we've got guest suites. Uh, our lobby, again, one of the big priorities that we've had in the last couple of years is making sure that lobby is seamless. It's beautiful and it's breathtaking. Yeah. Uh, because first impressions are everything when you're doing a showing. If you're going to rent something out, if you're going to do a resale, and you meet a client or you meet someone in that lobby, it sets the tone. For sure. Uh, and so when you can put something together that is elite, that is sort of elevated, um, you know, there is a premium there. Um, so I think the MA programming is great. You know, we're, um, we're fully zoned, which Before is... Before we go on to the, uh, um, the lobby. Yeah. I know we've got some a, a partnership with uh, one of the luxury brands to bring in their furniture. So not quite a partnership. We've got we have um, our our lobby is furnished with uh, Fendi furniture. Okay. And again, we really value like that the opulent sort of that first impression and the quality. Um, so it's definitely something that we prioritize through our developments is the yeah. lobby experience. Uh, and because I as I mentioned, it's that first impression. It's also the living room of the building, right? Absolutely. Right. So uh, we we see. Uh, again, especially with your building, so much emphasis put on the lobby, and yeah. and for good reason. It's not. It's it, it is a very important part of the building. It is. Some would argue that you know it's it's definitely one like the top three, right? I mean, location and, and first impression. So I think it's yeah. important to give our investors value that when they see, when they meet their tenant and they see this experience, it's you know they're yeah. gonna they're gonna get amped up. For sure, right? And it, again, it sets the tone. First impression. Awesome. Uh, one of the other things that you touched on is fully approved. Yeah. So fully zoned. Fully zoned, fully approved, ready to go. Um, talk to us about the importance of that and uh, why, why you highlight that. That's a good point. I mean, I think, um, you know, we'll never come to market, you know, like not approved. We'll yeah. be, always be fully zoned when Center Court comes to market. And that's just, and I think a lot of developers are going to be taking that approach because, you know, we don't want to put uh, our buyers in a tough position uh, because if you're not approved, then there's a time lag. We could be sold out in day one, but we can't start construction. So yeah. for us, we're going to come into this, you know, we're fully zoned. We're ready to start construction. We're mobilized. There's no, we don't have to depend on the city to give us feedback on anything. So that's how we can get, you know, go from sales launch right into construction, hit our record timelines, and then give you your product. So being zoned is comfort. It's yeah. an insurance policy that should be standard. And we definitely take that very seriously. Awesome. Yeah, it also gives that. Uh, added confidence to the buyers as well. Yeah. It's, it's, it is increasingly important. Absolutely. No, no, it needs to be. So I'm going to do my best to wrap up everything. Um, we've got a one of the best builders in Toronto um, with a track record that I think a lot of developers are envious of. Uh, we've got a location that is as as core as you're going to get. 
as exciting of a story and as prime as it's going to get you. Yeah, we talked about the financial district connect, uh, connected to the financial district. We're connected to uh, Ryerson University or uh, steps to two subway lines and a future subway that is going to be developed and all this infrastructure that's being developed around the site. Um, that's not to even mention Eaton Center and the hospital network. There's, there's so, so much. much to well, learn yeah, about this location. I forget all the time <laughs> because it's, there's just so many layers to it. For sure. And then we've got this amazing building, uh, one of the best design buildings that Centerport have done uh, with an amazing lobby and uh, really super efficient floor plans at a price that I think a lot of investors are going to be very, very excited about. Yeah. Anything I missed? Is there anything else that you wanted to touch on? I think this is just one of those opportunities that just don't come around very often and with price points that you don't see. These price points you see in the 905. Yeah. Um, and the next time you're going to see this type of price point on average, you know, it, it won't be for a long time. So I think, you know, if you believe in the market, if you want to build wealth, if you want to, um, you know, put yourself in a position to have passive income when you retire, if you want to yeah. put down 20%, so someone else puts down 80%, you know, you know, this is the opportunity that I think is, uh, that could possibly be the right one. It should be the right one. Um, and I think they don't come very often. Amazing. Well, we're excited. I think a lot of our ex uh, clients were excited. If our clients want to invest, what do they have to do? They're going to contact Talk Honda. Amazing. Jason, I would shake your hand, but uh, we'll do the, that for now. Yeah. Jason, thank you so much. Thank we're you really so excited. much. Take care.